Now, we're going to start a journey this morning, a very special journey. And it will take us into uncharted territory. For most of us, we will enter into truths that we have never explored before. How far do you want God to take your life? And when we're so quick to say, oh God, I want to go all the way. How many of you know that's easy to say emotionally? But in reality, are we really ready for a new dimension? Our text that we are going to be using is one little simple scripture. It is John 6, 28. Listen to it. The disciples and the followers of Jesus just saw the master perform one of the greatest miracles of his ministry. And we're going to go very deep into that miracle this morning and we're going to talk about it. And after the Lord walked on the water, got into the boat of the disciples and Instantly, which was another great miracle, the boat came immediately to the other side of the shore. When they got out of the boat, they were so astounded by the acts and the works of Jesus Christ that they asked him this question. Listen to it. John 6, 28. I call it the big question. And it's on our banner behind us. Listen to the question. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God. They saw the miracle. They saw the feeding of the multitude in the first part of this sixth chapter. A little boy's lunch, five loaves and two fishes that fed a multitude of people on the hillside. They saw the Lord walking on the water. They were in the boat where in a flash, a moment of time, it was picked up and transported from the sea to the other shore as fast as you can blink your eye. And when they got out of that boat, they were so staggered by the phenomena of the supernatural ability of Jesus Christ that they asked him, 
How can we do these kinds of things? I want to tell you this morning that the future of the revival movement, the future of the work of God throughout the length and breadth of this entire world, the future lies in the hands of those that find the answer to this question. Remember the second fold part of that threefold promise and prophecy of God to us in this school here. He said, we will know how. Now, you, are you seeing what I'm talking about? God's a God of purpose. Nothing happens by accident. We will know how to work the works of God. That's God's promise to us before we leave this school. Not next year, not six months from now, but now. Put your hands together. And I don't want you to look at Brother Cyril this morning. I want God to take you right now into that new dimension. I want him to begin that work in your life so deep that there will be no degree of God's power and faith and glory that you will not enter into. Take those hands and don't look at Brother Srila and just look deep into those hands. Open your eyes. Open your eyes and look in your hands. And while you're doing that, listen to the voice of God's Spirit. The future success of the work of God throughout the length and breadth of the world will lie in the hands of those that find the answer to the big question. God, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? The future will not lie in great preachers. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm teaching. In fact, I'd like to clear something up before we go one step further here. Marasrilla is not the teacher. He is a little slow. One more time, Morris Rilla is not the teacher. Yeah. Who's the teacher? Say it again. 
the Holy Spirit. Now when I say to you that it won't lie in the hands of great preachers, I don't want to offend one preacher that's in this building. Or one preacher because there are ministers of great churches here Churches of thousands of people that are here. And the last thing I want to do is to hurt you or to offend you. But the future success and the success of the work of God, not only in the future, but today and also in the past, has never lied in the hands of great preachers. I'm not talking about building a great church. See, that's what people don't understand. And I'm not talking about building a great denomination of a million or two million or three million people. You say, Brother Solo, what are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about reaching a word. I'm talking about a manifestation that came upon the early church where in the first century on up to the second century after the death of Jesus, the whole world was reached and it was not reached by great preaching. I don't know about you, but I know about this little Jew preacher. I love the souls of the lost. And that's what our whole life is all about. It's, it's reaching the lost. That's why I tell you, I am not interested in another Qantas club or another successful how-to-do-it type of ministry. We're not here to learn how to build a great big church. We're not learn here to learn how to go out and start another work. God has brought us here for a purpose so that he can interject in our life a new spiritual breakthrough that will make us a part of reaching a world. We're in a race against time. If God's going to take us into a new dimension, how many of you know we're going to have to be willing to get the mask off and we're going to have to be willing to stand spiritually naked before the searchlight of the Holy Spirit. We're in a race against time. That's why I tell you it can't be done by silver-tongued orators. With the mask off, listen. We've got the heathen religions. Buddhism, Shintoism, and the Asiatic religions that are coming to us from the Far East and coming to us out of India and those countries. 
that are sweeping the disillusioned people of the world. I don't care if you don't get one blessing. You say, why, Brother Sol? Because most of you are already blessed to death. You got so many blessings, you got goosebumps on top of goosebumps on top of goosebumps and jerks and jiggles. Come on. Come on. Too long the church of Jesus Christ has come to the point of blessing. And we've stopped here at the point of blessing. Now, something has got to happen to us that will take us and give us a breakthrough that will enable us to go past the point of blessing into a new dimension. Take a look at those hands again this morning. Come on. Come on. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. God, what must we do? 2,000 years ago, this church was born. It was not born through great silver-tongued orators. I cannot but help from emphasizing that. Why, Brother Sula? Because we have had those orators and those magnificent individuals who can take the scripture and weave it around our heads until we walk out of our services and say, oh, wasn't that wonderful what the pastor said? But it doesn't do anything to change our life to the place where we go back to our homes and change our towns, our cities, our communities, our nation, and our world. Something's wrong. 